0: This is Dr. James Cruz, Medical Director of Wayne Memorial Community Health Centers with your Wayne Memorial Health System COVID-19 update for Monday, February 22nd. So in the U.S. over the past week, there have been 500,000 new cases and 13,000 new deaths. Nationwide, new cases are down 44% in the past 14 days, with new hospitalizations down 35% and deaths down 30%. And Pennsylvania saw 20,000 new cases in the past week. There have been 164 new cases in Wayne and Pike County in the past week, and that's a 28% decrease from two weeks before. So it's not as good as the national numbers, but it is coming down. So on the vaccine front, Pennsylvania has given out about 2 million doses, which is 75% of its doses, and about 13% of the population of Pennsylvania has had at least one dose. Wayne County has given out about 8,500 doses, and Pike County about 5,600. So last week, vaccine distribution in the state got mixed up. There was vaccine shipping delays due to weather, and that was happening here and around the country. However, also we found out that the state had not properly labeled boxes of vaccines that were shipped out as intended for second doses. So many vaccinators around the state, including us, had thought that vaccines that we had received were meant to be first doses and gave them out, then found out that they were actually supposed to have been people's second doses, and that we would not be getting another shipment. So we at Wayne Memorial and other organizations around the state had to cancel some second-dose vaccine clinics. This is delaying some of people's second doses, but that's okay. The FDA, CDC, and the state all say that the second dose can be given up to 42 days after the first dose, and that if that is missed, it can still be given as soon as possible. And really common sense from what we know of vaccines is it really doesn't matter if we delay a second dose even longer. The problem is you do not have quite as robust of immune response from just the first dose and you do need a booster. But the booster does not necessarily have to be done within 42 days for it to be effective. It should be effective as a booster no matter how long it is between the doses. This is frustrating because lack of organization on the state level has led us to cancel vaccine clinics. However, as an optimist, I tend to see the silver lining in this. It has allowed more people to get their first dose. There have been a lot of competent epidemiologists who have argued that we should be delaying second doses anyway so we could get more people vaccinated with the first dose. That would give us more immunity across the population faster. I've always thought that strategy made sense. However, as you may realize, the FDA does approach these matters of science very rigidly. They say you cannot do what makes sense, but must do what's been proven in vaccine studies. The scientific purist in me certainly understands that, but I'm also one that believes that in an emergency, you have to fall back on common sense and sometimes do some unorthodox things because they provide the most good. You know, new data published on Pfizer vaccine finds that one dose is 85% effective, which really supports this idea that it's okay to delay the second dose. Also, some new temperature stability data on the Pfizer vaccine shows that it remains stable for at least two weeks at a higher temperature of minus 13 to plus 5 degrees Fahrenheit instead of near the minus 100 degrees that they had currently recommended for storage. These are temps that, that a common medical grade vaccine freezer can maintain. They are submitting this data to the FDA for a label change, and if this is granted, it will greatly expand the usability of the Pfizer vaccine in smaller communities. And these changes don't mean that anything is wrong. We expected to see these changes. It is important to realize that the vaccine studies were done in certain ways to optimize the speed of running the study to get the vaccine to market quickly. These vaccine companies chose to use very low temperatures and very short time frames for a booster in order to get data for approval as quickly as possible. They did not skimp on safety and efficacy studies, but studies of some of the finer details on vaccine management and temperature stability had not yet been completed. I really think as we learn more about the vaccine and as the studies continue, the guidance will change. Things that I expect to that we will find is that booster timing can be a lot more flexible and that people who have previously had COVID will probably only need one vaccine instead of two, but we really don't have that data yet. So as a reminder, if you're trying to get the vaccine, we do have a website to schedule vaccine when it becomes available. Currently, according to the state's vaccination plan, we're still in the 1A category. Go to our website, you go to wmh.org, and at the top of the page, there's a banner for COVID vaccine registration. Click on it and set up an account then when we get vaccine in, you'll get an email to schedule an appointment. So let's talk about some of the other research out there. Research team at Columbia University did some mathematical modeling that predicts that over the course of the pandemic, only one in five Americans who had COVID were actually detected by testing. That means that instead of 27 million Americans having been infected, it may be more like 130 million. If that's true, that's very good news. It would mean that we're a lot closer to herd immunity than we thought. And these models can predict that we would have herd immunity by summer. I'm skeptical of these numbers. While I do realize that cases have been undercounted, I doubt it's nearly to that extent. For one thing, we've done a little antibody testing, not a lot. However, I've not had a single positive antibody test when the patient did not have a suspected infection or exposure in the past. So I haven't been getting unexpected, oh, this person's positive, and we really didn't have an idea. Now, we're planning on doing a study in our patient population. At Wayne Memorial, we received a grant for testing, and we want to use some of that money to do a community study. What we plan on doing is randomly selecting maybe 1,000 participants who have not been vaccinated and do antibody tests to see if they have antibodies. We know that not everybody who has had COVID continue to have antibodies months later, and there probably will be some false positive. But overall, it'll give us an idea if we've really missed a lot of cases here and You know, has there been a lot more COVID than we thought? So if you receive a phone call to participate in the study, we urge you to do it. I'm not quite sure when we're going to start that, but hopefully within the next two weeks. And finally, I saw an interview with Dr. Fauci on CNN over the weekend. He He was asked some questions about what you can do after being vaccinated that he felt like he shouldn't answer without, you know, meeting with his whole team and getting consensus from the CDC, but I thought I would address some of those, those questions. One of the questions out there was really if an elderly person has been fully vaccinated, could they feel comfortable having their family come over? Now realize there's no official guidance on this. This is just my opinion. However, we know that the vaccine's about 95% effective two weeks after the second dose. So my recommendation to my parents would be, it's fine to do some things with family and friends after that time. I think masking would still be a good idea, but I feel like really if no one's been sick or had a known exposure, that the gathering is small and most people have been vaccinated, then masking would not be 100% necessary. I would definitely still mask going out anywhere, going to the store, going to any large indoor events such as funerals, weddings, church, shopping, stuff like that. Remember, some people who have gotten the vaccine have still gotten COVID. The cases are usually mild, but if the person we're talking about is at particular high risk for poor outcomes, then they should be very cautious. And about travel. Personally, as someone who is not at high risk for poor outcome and has gotten both doses of vaccine, I would feel very comfortable traveling, including air travel. You know, I'd also feel comfortable eating out at a restaurant, particularly if it's not too crowded, but... Still wear your mask. We don't know the answer to all these things. I think after vaccination, you can be more comfortable, but don't let your guard down too much. This is Dr. James Cruz, Medical Director of Wayne Memorial Community Health Centers with your Wayne Memorial Health System COVID-19 update for Monday, February 22nd. Remember, you can hear this update anytime you'd like using the Radio Bowl podcast site. Go to radiobowl.com slash COVID-19 to hear all of our updates anytime.